0: Hi, you've just downloaded or otherwise accessed a podcast of Cross Point Church and the teaching ministry presented through our weekly Sunday morning worship. Feel free to burn a copy of this file when you're finished and pass it along to a friend you think might also benefit from the teaching. We hope you enjoy the message today, and thanks again for taking the time to visit. Hope is not only not a dangerous thing, hope is an essential thing. If you and I are to make it through a life in a world that's growing less and less like God with each passing week, it seems sometimes. If we, if we try and navigate that without hope, we're hopeless. The sad part of that equation as well is our witness is hopeless. When we try and navigate that on our own, in our own strength, or the way the world wants us to navigate that, our witness is lost because without hope, what message do we have to tell? Without hope, what message do we have to share and to portray? And I want to encourage you uh, as we are nearing the birth of Jesus. Even pa- <clears throat> excuse me, even pagans will listen to you at this time of year. So share hope with them. Share the hope with the, with those who are hopeless and need to know Jesus. Turn, if you will, if, to Romans chapter five, and I want us to see today as we begin this this series on hope. What a highway it is if we travel the right road and know where we're going. Verses one through five And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into the hearts, into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Four things today I want us to glean from this text. The first is this, is that hope is the road to perfection. It's the road to completion. Look at what he says there in the latter part of verse 2. Again, he says, and we boast in the hope of the glory of God. We boast in the hope of the glory of God. Now the glory of God that he's talking about here is referring to our state of perfection our state of completion when the saints of god surround the throne of god giving glory to the king who is before us in front of us and we do that finally in that setting with a full understanding of what it's what it what is right to to, to to do how it's right to worship what is right to what is what is right to know and to, to be expressed on your best day does your worship seem inadequate? My always does whether it's here corporately whether it's privately together with the Lord one on one heading down the road or in my office or my worship always seems inadequate it seems as if I'm just barely scratching the surface of what it could be, where it could go were I really transparent were I really honest were I really uh, laid bare before him that setting, that glory of God setting, worship is going to be as it, as it should be it's going to be, there's going to be no inhibitions about that. Uh, it's, we'll know and fully understand in that scene, the majesty and the glory of God. When we can live in light of that coming reality, though, the significance of, of things here seem to dim, seem to fade in their importance. Notice also in the first part of verse 2, he says that the access to that hope is learning to stand in the grace of God and that it's his grace that becomes the vehicle to understanding what this coming hope is all about. So in essence, he's saying to to, to get hope, you gotta understand that you're walking day to day in this world in the grace of God. When when you can see and understand and and walk in the grace of God in in that truth every day, you will by default be living a hopeful life and and expressing hope, be be moving toward this idea of completion in your faith, because hope is the road to perfection and completion. Secondly, Hope is the road through suffering. It's the road through suffering. Look at verse 3. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. We glory in our sufferings. Now, nobody in their right mind goes looking for suffering, right? But no believer of sound mind should avoid it either. Why? Because we, we know what he says here about what it brings the results that it can have in, in our lives. Uh, how can we see that? Well, this phrase, to glory in our suffering, points us not to the past and not to the present, but to the future. The glory of God is, he, speaking, he spoke about in verse 2, is future glory. So our present hope is in a future glorified state. That's how we can learn to persevere here. Do you get that? Our present hope is in a future glorified state. That's the only way we can learn to see and navigate our way to perseverance here. We got to see that and grasp that perspective. Notice also that perseverance has its reward, and the reward here is character. Uh, I like to watch American pickers. Um, it amazes me some of the things they buy and go after that are just junk <laughs> that look like they have no value whatsoever at all, and seem like the more dirt, the more patina, the more rust that's on it, the more they go after it. I think that's what he's talking about here. He said that, that life of character will have some scars on it. It'll have it'll have some patina to it. It's gonna a, a character-filled life, <clears throat> a life where hope brings about perseverance, brings about character. Character, you're gonna find some mileage. You're gonna see some lessons. You're gonna understand and, and, and see somebody with some wisdom. Why? Because they've walked a hard place, and the character that, that has been built in them from it becomes more evident. Every scar tells a story. I've got a little scar on the underside of my chin right here where I had four stitches when I was about four or five years old. We had a, an old pump organ in our living room. If you don't know what a pump organ is, just go home and Google that today and see. But we had an old pump organ in our living room, and it had a wooden stool that had, was, was threaded and screwed up and down to change the height. And I would get on that thing occasionally and put my stomach on it, put my arms and legs out and just see how many times I could spin around. Well, I got brave one time and stood up on my knees. It's actually it was right around Christmas time too. About this time of year, got on, on my knees, stood on my knees and started pushing against the organ and spin me around. Well, that lasted about two, two, two revolutions. I come down, hit, hit my chin on, on the stool. And next thing I know, I'm in the ER getting stitched up. And I've got the scar here to prove, to show for that that's what character does it, it's going to have some scars on it it's going to have some some ways that, that, that become evident to your, to other people around you that your life has been through some suffering your life has been through some circumstances that you wouldn't have otherwise sought but you walked through why because it brought about perseverance and per- perseverance mm-hmm. built in you a sense of character that the alternative to, the, to that is is depression or even worse in fact uh, Pew research Has stated that one out of four women and one out of six men I'm sorry one out of yes one out of four women and one out of six men will suffer from depression at least some point during their lifetime. Uh, Suffering can bring about greater hope in us. Why? If we could see that the perseverance builds character and the character hope. We got to see that that formula we got to see that that equation and walk through that equation through the road to suffering because otherwise Suffering just becomes another reason to get mad at God. And way too many believers are too mad at God because they can't see, I'm up to something in you. I'm refining you, I'm shaping you, I'm molding you, I'm building character in you so that you can be, live a hope-filled life to others around you. It's the road through suffering. Thirdly, not only is the hope the road to perfection and completion and the road through suffering, but hope is the road to the right answer. It's the road to the right answer. Look at verse four again with me. It says there... Uh, suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. Now, if you watch Family Feud, the goal in Family Feud is to get to the number one answer. The number one answer keeps you playing, or the higher answer keeps you playing, keeps you in the game. The number one answer at the end of the day that we all want to hear is <clears throat> you've arrived at your destination. You've been complete. You've been perfected. You're, you're where you want to be. There's, uh, there's, there, There's... The, the, the reference point for you has been realized. The, the, the arrival point has come. You've arrived at your, your destination as opposed to recalculating, recalculating, recalculating. Most of us hear that literally and, and, and metaphorically sometimes in our life because we, we make choices and take turns that are not of God and we want him to bless them to get back to where we should be. And sometimes that's a process longer than, than many of us want to take and live and walk out. But that's, that's what he's referring to in verse 4 here is to say the point of arrival with perseverance and character is that all of that brings about hope. That's, that's, the, point of, that's the end game. That's, and suffering is the vehicle to getting there. This is further evidence that God takes this, the wisdom of this world and the logic of this world and stands it on its ear uh, saying that the vehicle, the hope, is suffering. Is perseverance? Yes, it is that. This world can't see that. That's how, that's how God works. He oftentimes, uh, in fact many times, uh, goes against the grain of this world, what this, the logic of this world. With, with him, that's the way to hope. With this world, uh, by way of counseling and, and medication, those things are designed to lead us to a better self-image. Counseling is good. It is beneficial. It's necessary. I encourage you to seek it. If you're in a hard place and, and can't see the, the hand of God, seek it. Sometimes medication is necessary as well. I've become accustomed to that with Parkinson's disease, and now depend on the chemical of dopamine, synthetic dopamine, to, to get my hand to reach out and that finger to grasp that cup and pick it back up and set it back down that I otherwise couldn't do without that chemical support. There are bipolar disorders. There there are situations in life where you need something chemically to help your brain do what it would not otherwise do. But it's my opinion that we are way, 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 way over-medicated when it comes to anxiety and depression. Why? Because this, this, this passage tells us that suffering shouldn't be abandoned. Suffering shouldn't be run from. Suffering don't even need to be explained. It has to be trusted. Because when we trust it, It brings about perseverance, excuse me, and perseverance, character, and character, hope. If we can see that equation and walk in that equation, that is the right answer. So which do you want? A better self-image, want to look like a better version of you, or do you want to look more like Jesus? Which is your goal, which is is your, your desire? The difference between those two is learning to get my mind, learning to get my eyes, learning to get my motives off of myself. And choosing hope instead making a different choice with where suffering takes me hope is the road to perfection and completion it's the road through suffering it's the road to the right answer finally hope is the road to validation it's the road to validation look at verse 5 with me again he says there and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us hope does not put us to shame it is validation If you'll head up to the lobby of the gym at Fulton High School, you'll see some trophies in the trophy case. There's some gold footballs in there, several of those. There's some silver footballs in there for a runner-up. There's some gold basketballs and some silver basketballs. Those are validation that some that those teams played worthy of a state championship. They played worthy of that kind of excellence, that, that kind of affirmation. Uh, I thought <clears throat> this past week about <clears throat> Excuse me. About if that's all Fulton is known for, and I, I can speak to that because I went went to school there, so I can judge it on my own. I thought about is that all Fulton is known for, and as I began to think about that, just going back to the from the early '70s through the mid to late '80s, maybe a little bit into the early '90s, I thought about. At least 20, perhaps even 25, that just came to my mind. Folks that are involved in ministry, that are pastoring churches, involved in kingdom work of some kind, that went to Fulton High School. Now, to me, that's a far greater legacy than a gold ball in a trophy case to walk by and say, "Isn't that it nice?" It's 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 the validation toward the things that are that are that are praiseworthy, that bring glory and honor to Him. Uh, but Hope is is the road to that kind of validation. We'll not see it in any other way. It's encouraging to have somebody say, you're on the right path. Certainly somebody ahead of you to say, you're on the right path. Stay the course. If you stay in this lane, you're going to get to where you want to go. Stay stay right there. You're doing what you need to do. That's encouraging to hear that kind of validation. That's exactly what the Lord is saying and doing here. He's saying you're doing a good job. Verse verse 5 speaks to that. That hope is the right means to the right end. Just stay the course. Uh, It'll take you to the end of of what hope looks like. That should be a great comfort to us. Uh, Listen to Psalm 62, verse 5. It says, Find rest, O my soul, in God alone, because hope comes from him. Find rest, O my soul, in God alone, because hope comes from him. He's saying, in essence, in this verse as well, that the Holy Spirit, who has been given to us, he says here, Holy Spirit has been, has, been, has been given to us is there to help us navigate through this temporary life with a future of hope, with a permanence where hope becomes a permanent thing and not just a temporary thing here. Hope should be the trophy in the trophy case. It should be the badge that we, you and I wear around. It should be the mantra that's around our neck. It should go ahead of us. It should, it should be our reputation. It should go behind us and, and as we leave a room, leave work, leave somewhere else we should leave it more hopeful than we found it. That's <clears throat> Those are the kinds of things hope should do. Uh, they should be uh, point others to Jesus, be a blessing to us and to others as well. Uh, it, it's, it, it depends though on what, how we see this road we're on as to whether we see that or not. So question, is the suffering in your life, and all of us have it at some point, sometimes it's, it's major, sometimes it's minor. If you had not had any yet, hang on, it's coming. Is the suffering in your life taking you to anger? Is it taking you to hurt? Or is it taking you to hope? Because it will usually take you to one of those three places. So I want to ask you, is the what's the suffering in your life doing to you? Is it making you angrier? Is it taking you to a place of hurt? Where you just feel snake bit and you just can't see a way through and way out? Or has the suffering in your life, according to, to, to Romans 5, taken you to a place of hope? If you'll see the perseverance and the character that it builds you'll see the hope the answer to that question depends on how we see the road we're on whether you see the road you're on as a boulevard to bitterness or whether you see the road you're on as a highway of hope if you if you're allowing this culture to to define your success and what is right and worthy of praise in your life and in your world you're going to be embittered when, you're, when, you're, when you lose hope. You're going to be embittered when you're, when you're experiencing suffering, when you're, when you're experiencing a hard place, a valley, something you don't understand. It's going to make you bitter and, and angrier and, and more hurtful. When you can see those places, though, as a road that leads to hope, as a road that builds character, as a road that, that understands and values this, this, this principle of perseverance. When we can see our lives and our journey on that road Hope then becomes the, out, the natural outgrowth of that, and we get it. It finally starts to gel. I've seen believers over my life, and some of you in this room, I've watched you grow in your faith, and I've watched you, many of you, come to a place where I often say to myself, and hopefully I've said to you sometimes too, they get it. They're finally getting it. Finally seeing the things that God wants them to see. That this trial and this suffering and this hard place was not about teaching them a lesson or putting them in their place. It's about building a greater sense of faith, building a greater sense of God-likeness in them. When that starts to gel, you will, regardless of circumstance, live a hopeful life, live a hope-filled life to where, again, when you leave a room, you leave it more hopeful than when you walked into it. Is that true of you? Well, it's all going to depend on whether you're on a boulevard of bitterness or a highway of hope. I pray it's a highway of hope because this world needs to see it in you, desperately, Let's pray. Lord Jesus, today we thank you for this vision that you've given us of the fact that suffering doesn't have to be about, uh, in fact, it's not about us at all. It's about bringing bringing greater glory to you in the middle of it out of our life and about those those times of suffering leading us to, to, to perseverance and perseverance leading us to character and to character leading us to a place of hope. Help us to see and walk out that equation today in, in, in our world, even tomorrow when we go back to work. We see people around us and, and they probably have cause to wonder from time to time, do we know Jesus or do we not? They may know we go to church occasionally, but would we become hope fillers, hope givers, hope dwellers, hope, hope, hope recipients as well from you, but giving that away into the lives of others around us. Make us, especially in this season of hope, to be people of hope understand, if, if you know Jesus, you have great hope. If you don't, it's hopeless. Help us to live in the truth of the scripture today, to marry these, these principles to our life, and to walk them out and live them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to today's message from Cross Point Church, helping people navigate the journey toward an authentic, biblical, and contagious walk with Christ.